I am your host, Carrie Scollin, giving us different perspectives on where we are and where we want to go on our journey. Thanks for being here, and I look forward to spending some time with you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another session of the Founder Series. I'm your host, Carrie Scullin, and I am so excited and thrilled to bring on my guest today. She has a uh, broad, expansive view on so many different um, topics and things that she um, has explored and been certified in. There's There's so many that I want to dive in with her, and then we're going to um, really kind of dig into what it is that we need to hear today. So I would love to welcome She Tells Story. She is a, I'm going to read because there's so many things she tell. I don't want to, I don't want to miss anything. So, uh, practicing a psychic medium, tarot reader. Uh, she teaches meditation, intuition development classes, certified astrologer. She's a grief support counselor. I know that you dive a little bit into human design. Um, you've got so much to offer people, but I want to read this one line. And it is, I love to teach people how to strengthen and trust their intuition so that they can follow their inner compass to live a joyful life of passion and purpose. And that so resonates with me and I know it resonates with my audience. So Chitel, welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for finding me and thank you for having me here. I know I have an eclectic group of skills. You know, that's, that's the word. That's the word eclectic. I was looking for. <laughs> I often perfect. hear Liam Neeson's voice in my head going, I have a specific set of skills. You know, <laughs> I do. Um, I and it, it all comes together, you know, really to help people who are moving through transitions and grief and trying to discover what their purpose is, what their mission is. Mm-hmm. And I had a client actually say to me at the end of last year, you know, she tell you're like the light that shines in the dark corridors of transition. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so Ooh. lovely. You know, oh, that is lovely. That you're is the light lovely. that shines in the dark corridors of transition because we yes. move from one you know space where we think we know you know who we are and what we want, mm-hmm. and then we're moving into this other space and in that transition space when we're neither one or the other, we become this kind of you know it's kind of the liquefying in the cocoon, and we don't know which way is up. You know that can be there's a lot of grief that can come with that. Mm-hmm. Grief can be the catalyst, and also grief is you know your identity changing. And so in that moment, I get to use my gifts to help you really tap into your own intuition. What's your roadmap? Because that's all contained within your soul. And right. what's your next point of, of your point of your journey? Where are yeah. you heading to? What is it that life is trying to help you to experience? Because, because before you came here in this incarnation, your soul has a specific mission. Mm-hmm. that it wants mm-hmm. to experience and it will have kind of lessons it wants to experience so you'll have checkpoints along your path that you will hit but the way that you get there is your own free will right, right. i always like to use the example of uh graduating high school right not everybody graduates high school even in this day and age mm-hmm. and the path to get there you might you know go later you might kind of drop out of school to have to work and then go back and get your degree and then you you get there you cut your diploma sorry so mm-hmm. as you're kind of studying and you're taking all the tests and you're you know wanting to pass and then you pass 
And now you've hit that checkpoint, right? You right. graduate from high school, you go to graduation, everything is lovely. And now you're like, now what next? <laughs> right. So on yeah. the other side, on the, you know, before every checkpoint is a lot of hard work that then gets you there. Yeah. And then on the other side of that checkpoint is the now what for me. Yes. Right? So yes. even the biggest, biggest now what for me is, okay, this is no longer, you know, making me happy. Mm-hmm. And now what's next? What, what now for me? And that's when I normally find people is in transitions. I, I love that. And, and I love that when you said that you're certified in the grief counseling, I want to expand on that a little bit, because I think when people hear the word grief, it means, um, I, I yeah, I automatically go to death, but sometimes yeah. it's just a loss of oneself, right? Or, or it's, you're mourning something that is no longer there or no exactly. longer, um, sits right with you or doesn't feel right. So I love that grief has such a large, you know, expansive, um, what's the word? Well, application. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> applies yeah. To, so applies many to so many yeah. things. Yes. Exactly. So, and for for my case, um, I think it was that, you know, all my girls were grown and they were all leaving the nest. And a couple of years before that, I started to feel that like, okay, what 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 am I here for now? Like that that has kind of consumed my life. And and I didn't really know what was next. I feel like I was one of those people that was always on the the search for what, what am I here for? What am I really here for? The more I dove into this, I love what you said about our soul has chosen our path and it's just a way how we're going to get there. And that's the free will part, which is beautiful. Right. We're going to get to where we're meant to get to. Always. It's just a matter of how we're going to get there. So that was such a, a peaceful, um, acknowledgement. I think it was like, okay, I know I'm on my path. I'm on the right right journey. I know that my purpose is to follow the nudges, follow my intuition. And I love that you help people pull that out. Yes. And I think, you know, the definition of grief for me is when a piece of your identity is falling away, Mm. right? Because our brain loves so deeply to say, this is me, this is mine, right? And this is why we are born with this ego is because the ego must separate ourselves from others. If we come out, you know, from spirit into incarnation and we're like, I love you. I see you as me. There's no friction, right? right? You can't, you can't love your attacker. You know, right. you, you have to have that separation of this is me. This is my name. My name is Sheetal and I have dark hair and I'm East Indian. And all of these parts of me that have become my identity, I'm a married woman. I have young children that stay at home, yeah. right? And as soon as those, that part of the identity starts to shift, somebody dies, you lose your job, someone mm-hmm. serves you, your, your significant other serves you divorce papers, your children yes. leave the nest, you lose a part of yourself, you have a hysterectomy, like anything that happens to us, changing our identity, yeah. we will feel grief. We will feel lost because that part of us is it's it's so ingrained in who we are to mm-hmm. say goodbye or to not say goodbye, but more so to release that right. part of us. Right. Like right. it's not that that thing served a purpose. That person had meaning in our life. You know, right. we often say um, in grief, grief is love with no place to go. 
Right. And so there's this love for this part of your life with your babies that were home and you got to feed them and see them every day. And, and now that relationship is changing. They're flying, you know, from the nest and they're Mm -hmm. creating their own life. And Mm -hmm. when we're in those, you know, early, late teens, early twenties, we're not thinking mom misses us. We're like, we're free. We get to explore. And you're like, I miss you. How are things? They're like, mom, (laughs) just leave me alone. Right. It's oh no, it's fine. Or I'll see you on Sunday for dinner. You know, if you're grieving, you're reaching out mm-hmm. for connection and they're no longer wanting to connect in that way because they are moving on to the next their iteration of their journey right. Right. so there's a grief with that the connection with your children is changing, changing. and then now yeah that, that purpose that was once all your children is now going to be okay now what for me what's mm-hmm. my purpose what's my mission and sometimes being a mother can be a distraction from not knowing that in early childhood. So we just throw ourselves into being the mother and having that identity. And so when I often will see this with my older clients is that when they're leaving that stage of motherhood and now moving into sort of that friendship stage of motherhood, mm-hmm. then there's this almost this kind of panic, like, I don't know, what am I supposed to do with my time? What's my purpose? What's my mission? Like, where charities? Am I supposed to volunteer? And mm-hmm. I'm like, what if you just sat? just sat with yourself for a moment and discovered what actually makes you happy. And the number one thing I hear from my clients at that stage in their life is I don't know what makes me happy anymore. So true. That's so true. I've found that myself and in the women that I've, that I've spoken to. Um, And, and it's, it's change. I mean, change can be grief, right? Change is always accomplished with grief because it requires us to move away from something that is known to Mm -hmm. something that is unknown. So that, that in its definition will require grief, right? It will, because we're, what's unknown and it can be really exciting. Like, you know, when you're young and you're like stepping out into the world or going on this big, fabulous trip and leaving the world behind and going to, you know, Europe or something, there is still always, you know, they'll never, you know, you always put on a brave face for your parents, but there's a part of you that's like, okay, what happens if, you know, in the hostel and I don't know if I'm going to find, you know, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure it out. And they soothe themselves through that and they make it excitement. Because chemically in our body, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we don't know the difference. Chemically, excitement and fear are actually the same, but it's our thoughts that create the meaning around it, right? Yes, I love that. I've used that before when I've spoken is, okay, I'm feeling very, uh, no, 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 I'm just excited. And then I have to actually, you know, make sure that's what I'm saying to myself. And that totally helps with the body with the emotions that are going on in the body is it's excitement. It's not fear. I'm going to be, I'm safe, right? It's it's that whole nervous system regulation piece that um, it doesn't know what it is until we give it a little bit of guidance. Right. And our thoughts can take us on a whole different path and trajectory if we're not aware of it. So I know that you had spoken before. And one of the, when I start to work with people, awareness is the first thing that we talk about because we need to become aware of some of those thoughts that we're having and what it's doing to our bodies. And it doesn't know if it's true or not, right? Whatever the thought is. So um, as far as the change part, I really, I, I I mean, I love everything that you say anyways, but (laughs) I, I know that for me, many of the years before the kids um, were getting ready to go, I, I was one of those people that kept myself really busy. So I didn't have to think about myself. And then, you know, our lives go on and there's less and less of that because you're not as busy. Um, and then I had to really dive into what makes me happy. Oh my gosh, I have no idea. That was scary. 
it was scary not knowing what made me happy anymore. That was probably one of the defining moments that I went, I need to do something. I need to figure out what makes me happy again. And I think a lot of women are in that phase. But I was also very excited when I knew that my girls were leaving. <laughs> like, and, and I'm very honest with them about that. It's like, I'm excited for them and I'm excited for, for my husband and I. Like, this is, this is the next phase that let's, let's kind of embrace this and see, even though it was scary. Um, I wanted them to also see that I trusted them. And I know that we talked this week on that beautiful five day, um, manifestation course that you did, but I loved the part that you brought up about, um, worry is not love. Right. And, and I've never been that big of a worrier with my girls for that reason, which I didn't know until you beautifully articulated that, but I didn't worry because I really trusted them. I knew that, that they could handle whatever situation that they got in. And so I didn't have a lot of that worry with them when they were growing up. And a lot of times somebody would say to me, like, how do you not worry when they're out? I'm like, because worry is just such a wasted emotion. Mm -hmm. And I want to, if I'm going to be prepared to help them, if a situation does arise, which 99% of the time it never did anyways, but I'm going to be good because I'm going to have been rested and I'm going to be able to handle it. So uh, can you expand a little bit on why we confuse that worry is love piece? I think that's something that will resonate with a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I want to correct that. It, and it's actually worry is a toxic form of love. Okay. So it is yeah. a form of love that we are taught, right? Taught, Growing yes. up. And especially if you come from an ethnic background, okay. worry is a very big part of love that you're taught that if you love someone, you will worry about them. Okay. Right. And so it's actually, but it's toxic love because what, when you're worrying about somebody, you're actually taking, taking away their agency. You're taking away your belief in them to do the thing that you're worrying about. Yes. And yes. the first time I was taught this lesson, because I was taught worry is a form of love. Mm -hmm. And when you love someone, you will worry about them. So you, this comes out in these phrases. And I'm sure the people watching or listening will hear this. I'm worried about you. Be careful. Drive safe. Have a safe journey. Safe travels. Call me when you get there. Right. I mean, calling you get, get there is, is just because you want to make sure that they're there. Okay. And, and you want to yeah. hear from them. So that's yeah. not a toxic thing. That's not a bad right. thing to ask that. Yes. But the drive safe. I noticed myself saying that, you know, safe travels, you know, safe, safe, safe. I wish you safety. And you're like, okay, yeah. why are we wishing everybody safety all the time? Cause we're yes. scared they're going to die, that yeah. they're going to have unsafeness. Like by virtue of manifestation, when you say that you, you're actually kind of attracting the opposite. Because you're like, why are you wishing someone safety? So now in my messages, I always say, have joyful travels, wishing you joyful travels. Oh, I love that. Right? Yes. Have joy on your mission. Have, yeah. have joy wherever you go. And yes. I know safety will be with you. I don't even have to ask for that because right. I know it is there with you anyways. It's going to walk with you as a companion because I right. love you. And I know you can take care of yourself no matter what. Yes. Right. Yes. So the That's worry beautiful. piece is a way that when we cannot control a situation, mm -hmm. then we put it in the place of worry. I'll just put my, my energy here and worry. And that makes me feel that I'm doing something for you when I can't control you. 
right? right? So yes. especially when our kids are little, we can really, I have um, two kids that have very interesting medical histories. And my oldest one has almost died three times from medical I- incidents, meningitis twice wow. and twice. Like no one wow. tells you that they can get meningitis twice. No. He has he had meningitis twice. And then he also had a constriction of a blood vessel in his brain that was causing him major, major trauma. So these things are such, he's had surgeries already. Like this poor boy has been through the ringer. And I remember at an early age if for him, I was already on my, my journey of um, spiritual spirituality and understanding and uncovering my gifts. Mm-hmm. And I remember the first time he got meningitis and I was just worrying to tears because he could die at any moment. We were in the ICU. He was monitored. They were waking him up to make sure he wasn't dying. Mm-hmm. And I remember I just got on my knees. I'm going to cry. got on my knees and I just started to pray and I asked all the ancestors and all the guides and all the healing to help my son that Mm -hmm. he has a big life ahead of him and to please just bring in all the healing that's needed for this poor boy to move through this horrible time in his life and all of a sudden I saw this light come we were in the darkness you know all the beeping and the um, Mm -hmm. monitors going off and he was in a very restless sleep and my grandfather stepped forward from spirit he was a doctor and uh, he said, I've got him. And he put his head, he put his hand on his head and he said, I'm healing him. And that moment, my phone started to light up and all of my cousins in Malaysia and in India around the world said, we are praying for your son. We're praying for Caden and we're sending healing. And we got our church to pray for him and we got our mosque to pray for him. And then my best friend, she's got friends in South America, cousins in South America, and she, all of them had churches praying for my son. Oh my goodness. Oh. And all of this energy just flowing in from spirit. And I could just see the room light up and my son, all of these energies just kind of moving through him and helping him heal. He walked out of the hospital unscathed 10 days from the day that he went in and the doctors couldn't believe it. They couldn't yeah. believe it. They're like, we don't know how someone goes from death's doorstep to walking out of the hospital with zero side effects 10 days after they first came to us. And I was, and my mom's a spiritual healer too. So my mom has been sending energy and coming every day and doing healing on him and healing on him. Mm-hmm. And the doctors were astounded that his healing, you know, and, and it was that moment I learned some very big lessons. Mm-hmm. Number one, I have to rearrange my life to manage my family because at that point I was already doing this work and I was like, I have to reschedule people. And I thought that was so out of integrity to reschedule. And my best friend's like, what's the most important thing to you? I was like, yeah. it's my family, of course. of course. So she's like, then are your actions actually showing that? And I was like, no, I need to, I need to be in integrity. So I learned that very valuable lesson mm-hmm. there as a high achieving woman. Yeah. And then I also learned the value of calling in spirit and calling in the universe to help you mm-hmm. that you're not doing this by yourself. Mm-hmm. You're never doing anything. You have a spirit team on the other side yes. helping you. You want to find joy, bring in your joy guides. If you want to find out what makes you happy, ask the universe to start showing you things that make you happy and start saying yes to yeah. things. Hey, you want to yeah. go for archery? You want to go for axe throwing? Okay. Right. Let's go, right? Yes. You start to get these cool invitations to things, but you have to put out the request to the universe to help Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. They will not help you unless you ask because you have free will in this lifetime. They will not tell you what to do, but they can start to put things on your path for you to try, right? So. 
My son's illness really helped me to understand that I'm not doing this by myself. And it was in that moment that I started to let go of worry that Mm -hmm. I realized there's nothing I could do to ever change the trajectory of this boy's life. And I realized in that situation that what came out of it is he wanted to go into medicine. He wanted to go into being a doctor or a nurse, helping other kids that are going through this because what he went through, the people who helped him and the nurses that were really kind versus the nurses that were not, you know, I learned to put up some massive boundaries I'm like, you right. cannot touch my son if you do not understand that he is an extremely sensitive being. And yeah. he's extremely sensitive. Like he has very sensitive skin. He feels pain deeper than most people. And when I started to learn astrology and human design, I could just see the sensitivity of this boy runs so much deeper than mm-hmm. the average person out there. Yeah. And I could be an advocate for my child, right? Love that. Yes. So knowing that, you know, I mean, these gifts and talents have made me understand people's gifts and talents and yeah. empower empowering them versus mm. worrying about them. Like right. even my clients, we have to detach. I can't, I can't want it more than you want it right. for you. Right? Yeah. That's a hard part when you're helping people because it's yes. like, we see it and we want it so bad for them, what but it's be? like, we can't, that's, we're being a mother, right? I yeah. mean, that's like the definition is like, I know you need to study for this test or you're going to fail. And he's like, yeah. ah, I'm fine. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess let the consequences come in and knowing that everything is going to happen as it needs to to help this individual learn. Right. right? So if right. you know going out on you know traveling Europe and they didn't I have someone in my family that went to Europe on these trips and didn't plan accordingly and had to come home early because they didn't plan accordingly, right? right. And that was a consequence of their action that they then learned and it's unfortunate because they had planned to be there for many more months. Yeah. But at least they got to come home and they learned a very valuable lesson that the next time they went traveling, they didn't make that mistake again. Right. And they needed to learn that. That's right. So that's the other thing is we try to protect. Yes. So they, so they don't, but that's part of their path as well. Like you said, we all choose our path. So right. that was part of your son's path to go Absolutely. through that. Cause look where that has led him. Like, I think that's a real peaceful feeling for me when I, when I, and I'm just learning to understand that, but there's, there's a freedom piece for me in that. And there's a peace in that, that we've all chosen our experiences that we're coming in to learn yes. and supporting that rather than yeah. trying to help them avoid it or you know, yes, not manage the avoidance, it. The, yes. the avoidance and the softening, right? Yes. When you think back to your own life, you know, the hardest things that you've experienced have shaped you as a person. Yes. And were they hard? Yes. But yeah. you know, if you didn't have them, you wouldn't be the person today that then was ready for when these things came up again. Yes. Right. So, so that like the first time you get into a car accident, like my oldest is going for his driver's license right now. And I'm like, okay, you know what, if whatever is meant to happen, you know, there's, he's got a phone now so he can take pictures of stuff. We just have to arm him with the greatest of information and trust. And it was, there was a moment where he's like, mom, you know, I want to go driving with you. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ready for that. (laughs) Like go driving with your dad. I'm not ready for that right now. (laughs) Losing control of my own vehicle. Like that's even like, that's so hard. And (laughs) I had this moment of clarity that I'm like, you know what, if he's going to get into an accident or if something's going to happen, best you be in the car. So you just be quiet and just let him watch and let him drive. And and I, I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And so I said to my son the other day, I'm like, I'm ready to go driving with you. He goes, mom, 
I know you're scared as hell. <laughs> That's like, I can be scared as hell and still be really excited to go dri- driving with you and yes. see how you drive. Right. Yes. I'm excited to do that. And he doesn't believe me yet. Oh. You know, I mean, cause kids like they'll believe you the first time. Right. Yeah. So I think I'm that like, was okay. the hardest for me <laughs> as a mother. There's a lot of hard things, but getting in the car with yes. my girl, I mean, uh, it wasn't good. It was not good. And and you know what? It was like, that's okay. Because they wanted their dad to drive with them. I'm like, that's perfect. That yep. is perfect. That works for me. And that is a much better choice. Because yes. I was terrified. So I did not have that sense yet of, you know, whatever happens, at least I'm going to be. No, I just didn't want to be there because I was. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Sense of control. And they can, like, you could get yeah. her too, right? Yes. So it's not just their safety as well. Yes. But, and then, of course, this, you know, very expensive, you know, piece of metal, yes. <laughs> this vehicle, you also have to be responsible for it. So I, right. yeah, I fully, exactly. it makes sense the whole way around. Right. And when you start to just trust that everything's mm-hmm. going to work out, mm-hmm. then, you know, and again, I want to say that with the caveat of being discerning, you right. know, we're not jumping off a cliff and hoping spirit's going to catch right. us, you know, like exactly. we really have to be discerning with our intuition and with, you know, if you get an out, a download or a nudge, you know, sometimes I like to wait for a couple nudges, especially if it's something really big before right. I kind of take the, the hit, you know, so yes. it's really interesting when, you know, you say people just are, especially in the spiritual community, like just trust your intuition and a spirit's guiding you, yeah. and like, but with discernment, like yes. with discernment. Because sometimes we can think we interpreted something in a way that actually was not the way. Like I'll give you an example. I have, um, so I have a membership for, um, my people that want to work with me and go deeper with their manifestation intuition. And in this membership, one of the ladies was like, I, I want to move. I want to move to Victoria. And I said, it's probably not the best time. It's Mercury retrograde, you know, and I always like to say, don't do anything on the Mercury retrograde. So Mercury rules travel. It rules yeah. our mind, our communication, our thought processing. And when Mercury is going slower than the earth and its trajectory around the sun, it is now in introverted it's sort of introspective versus outwardly doing so we normally don't um, recommend you know as an astrologer to do any big moves when a mercury is retrograde because it's just obscuring our thoughts we're not seeing things properly and it's meant to be a time to review to reassess to realign so it's not a time to be making these big moves and decisions to move our family right and so especially if you haven't really given it a lot of consideration um but she didn't hear me because she was so loud in that her nudge was that she's going to go to Victoria and this is her thing and she's going to be there and her life is meant to be there and she saw her future self there so she moved her family there and it went awful she couldn't find a job they couldn't find housing they were staying in a a kind of an apartment a, a motel that was kind of expensive and they burned through all their savings in less than three weeks and then they oh, had no. to come back to Edmonton and <sighs> luckily their place here was still available and they were able to kind of get back move in back and, and move back home and even then they put all their stuff in storage but they didn't like really put everything like didn't have a place for it to go so they didn't move anything you know so it was just like so much money and yes. no job I think that was the thing that really like as yeah. a 
Ergo, I like to have things organized and disciplined and, you know, where are we going next and what's our plan? And I was like, you didn't have a plan for a job or a place to live. And she's like, I just thought the universe is going to show me, the universe is going to show me. And I said, this is where we need discernment. This is where we need to make safety. You have a child. So you need to create that safety everywhere you go, at least to have that foundation. Right. right? So the next time you do that, she's like, well, I don't know if I'm ever supposed to go there. And I said, okay, here's the thing. When we have a manifestation or a nudge from our intuition, or we have a download about where our future is taking us. Mm -hmm. So we have this intuitive download, or even a psychic says, you're going to go to Italy. (laughs) Then you're not, your, your thing isn't to just book your trip to Italy tomorrow. It's to then, how can I get there? What is going, what does that look like for me that creates Mm -hmm. safety in my life? Because there's so much uncertainty when you're, when you're starting something new or trying something new. Right. So how can you take as much uncertainty out of the equation and create enough foundation so that when you do step into this thing, it feels perfect. So the nudge isn't to do it now. The nudge is to understand how that's going to work. Because sometimes we can see things that are coming for us, but we don't know the how. We don't know how we're going to get there. Right. So she knows she's going to live in Victoria, but I said, you tried to move the timeline faster right. than it actually was. Yeah. Right. And I said, she, so now I want you to think about apply for jobs over there, mm-hmm. right. Or have a job here that, you know, that can transfer over there. Right. Or maybe that's, this is your nudge to create because she's a coach as well, but mm-hmm. she's still working in her full-time job. And so I said, this might be in the nudge to get your coaching business up and running. And when you get to a stage where you can then manage all the things, then you can move your family across. So yes. That it's not now it's when right. is this going to come in? that feels most aligned for me yeah. and you've got to be patient patient, patient yes that's and, hard. and open right open yes. for the other ones that are coming in to because that's where the how comes through but you've got that's to be right. open to seeing the next steps right Yes. And, but, and you've got to take action on that. When you get the, yes. like, the true, like everything right. is aligning and you're like, this is my time. Like it's, um, um, did you go to the Glow Getter conference? No, that, no, okay. no. The, the way that she set that up too, right. Ashley Middall put up together the Glow Getter conference and to, you know, even she's like, Oh, I don't know. She tells us, I feel like you're going to have the conference this year. Like I really do, but it's up to you. You have free will. I right. just know that it's in your, your future. And if you decide yeah. you want to go there, then you, can go there. And so I said, the only way that you'll know though, is you start to inquire for dates at the venue that you want, yes. start to inquire with your speakers and see yes. if they're available, see if yeah. you can afford their rates, right? You yeah. just start to see and you yeah. go on this fact finding mission and then yeah. it all starts to come. To, and then she applied, uh, she asked Jenna Kutcher, you know, directly on Instagram, yes. can Unreal. you come to be at this conference? And she responded right away because Jenna's on this morning routine. And we responded at 5 a.m. and said, I would love to come to Canada. And she doesn't take any speaking engagements, right? Yeah. So Ashley... She would have been amazing. And she's like, oh my God, she told Jenna just said yes. And I was like, well, there's your sign, right? Yes. Yes. And then so now you got to go to GPL and say, like, does this work out? Is these dates great? Does this money work out with your budget? And it just all started to say yes, 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 yes. And it was just... I crazy, right? I it love just all that. aligned. And Jenna was an amazing speaker and an amazing human. She's yes. such a good and yes. nice person. I know? follow her. I would have loved to have been there. I, I don't even Lovely. remember. I, I don't, there was, I wanted to go to that. I can't remember what happened, but I didn't get to go to it. But it was like, that's pretty amazing. But it was also, why not Another ask one? her? Yes. Why not ask her? Like, right. I did that with Dr. Jody. I'm like, oh, love Dr. Jones. I was too. just starting. I didn't even have the 
when, when women first show yet. And yeah, I said, I met her at a, at something she was speaking at. And I, I just had this, that nudge, right? I'm like, well, it's not going to hurt anybody. Right. Like the worst you can get is a no. Is a no. So I, I, I did it and, and they were fantastic. And for me, that was like, that's, that's the power in, in, I wasn't scared. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to be so embarrassed or I'm going to look like an idiot. It's like, it didn't matter to me. All that mattered was that's what I felt. And I knew that nobody, like I said, nobody would be hurt by it if I just jumped on it. And all she could do is say no. And she said yes. And it was amazing. And and yeah, same as like, you. It's like, yeah. I saw you speak and we were in the group. I'm like, I need, I need to share her. Like, you're too good to, to not share. To Like, I would show it from the rooftops for people to follow you because of what you, what you offer and, and, and you know, the amount of service that you provide is just so beautiful. So those are the women that are now coming into my field because of the energy that I'm putting out of, I want to highlight and showcase incredible women, not only women. If, if I had a man that would, would do that too, I would do the same thing. Yeah. Um, but that, that to me feels like my purpose is here to showcase and to shine a light on other women. And I think that's why the lighthouse, I mean, I, the lighthouse was my brand when I first started. I just was drawn to the lighthouse and I'm like, now it's like, this is all just making sense. It was just step by step. And I just followed it and I trusted what I was feeling. And some, some took me longer because I didn't trust it as much, but it had to unfold. And I had to be courage, right? There had to be courage to say yes to that and to ask Dr. Jody that takes courage. And part of courage is also knowing that the outcome is not indicative of your worthiness at all. Right. Yes. That's such a great point. Right. It doesn't mean yeah. that you're bad or you suck or you've been rejected. And yes. that's why healing is such an important part of our mission forward. Because yes. if you have abandonment wounds from your childhood, if someone's saying no to you meant that you didn't feel loved or you didn't feel wanted, right. then the no, when someone says no to you in life, you take that so deeply that it, it might as well be a rejection from your mother. Right. Wow. Yes. So you don't have that wound. So that was an easier ask for you because you're just like, oh, I can just have the courage. And, you know, she says, no, whatever. Then it doesn't matter. It's okay. It would be harder for someone who does have that wound where when they're told no or they were denied uh, the things that they wanted. And so when they're told no, it's an abandonment. And you can notice that when you say no to somebody or you have a hard time saying no, hey, people pleasers unite, right? Right. Yes. That saying no means that you are now excluded, that you don't belong, that you're not going to be somebody that's cherished in your family. I'm a, I'm a recovering people pleaser because the more I said yes, the more I was loved, the more right. people liked me, right. right? That yes comes with with a meaning that's so yes. deep. Yes. So if you get over the, the yes and the no and you heal that, then you are fearless. There is no wow. power that a no will have over you. There's no power. A, a no is just a no. It's just a word. It's, it's two yeah. letters. Yes. Right? And the amount of meaning we put around it is, yes. is where to look. What do we make it mean? Yes. I think that's like a big highlight for everyone listening and watching is that when you, when you get something that makes you shrink, when you hear something that makes you go, Oh my gosh, I can't, or I could never do that. I want you to ask, what are you making that mean about yourself? Yes. Oh, that's, that's a huge, I mean, just that one question 
And it's the awareness piece to be aware of what you just felt in your body. Because I know we've all been in situations, well, I have for sure, where I did exactly what you just did. And I just got small. It's like, oh, okay. I'm just going to go in the background. I just want to hide back here. Um, And and what is that? That was the fear of being seen. Mm -hmm. And why were you you scared of being seen? Yeah, that. And I had to look into that. And mine and most of the people that I talk to is because I never felt like I was enough. Mm -hmm. And Uh, bad things happen when you're seen. Right. Right. So it's best that I don't get seen. So no one will judge me. No one will look at me. No one will pick on me. You know, insert all the stories. And so it will mean something different for everyone listening, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Your story is unique and you get to choose if that becomes your identity or it's just something that happened to you. Right. And, and that's, that's thankfully is where I got to with the work that I've done is I, I do video. I mean, I didn't just you know, dip my toe and I was like, okay, let's just put a video out there. And I find that a lot of things now and, you know, courage is probably not something, a word I would use for myself, but I love that you say that because that will help me recognize it in other people as well. Because sometimes it's easier to see in others what we see in ourselves and we don't see it in ourselves. It's harder. Or we only see it in other people and we can't see it in ourselves. I'm not really sure. Here's the paradigm there, or here's the trick or the paradox with that, mm-hmm. is that you can only see in others what you have in yourself. What you have in yourself. Okay, so that's great, because it's not necessarily what you see in yourself, but it's what you have in yourself. Right. So that's so beautiful. When, so yeah. when someone sees you on stage and like, oh my God, you know, that's amazing. I wish I could speak like that to people. So, well, if you have that in your heart that you wish you could do it, then you have you that have too. It. You do have it. You will never see in somebody else something that you can't see in yourself. You oh, see beauty, you see courage, you see wisdom, you see all these things. Because I can mm-hmm. tell you what, that people who aren't attracted to my light can't see any of this stuff. They can't see yes. it. They don't have it or they're not awakened to it yet. Right. And I would say they're not ready for me yet. Yeah. And that's okay. Not ready. That's right. And that's okay. So free. I I just, oh, (laughs) I, I love that. So, so that is, that in itself is a huge takeaway. So, so yeah, let's kind of, let's kind of wrap it up in a way that for the people that are listening, we're talking about grief. We're talking about transitions. We're talking about worry and the need to control. So we got, we covered a lot of things in here. Uh, (laughs) So, so to, to kind of summarize it up and for people to take away um, some of the main points or what they can do, because I love to provide them something that they can take away and either become aware of in themselves or a practice that they can start using right away. Um, What would you say for our audience? Um, Because I know you've got some, some skills and some downloads in there too, (laughs) that, that, that what could they start doing today or even, I don't know, is doing the right word, acknowledging or accepting, or just become aware of, you know, like you said, become aware of why you feel that way in your body and just, just dig in there a little bit because it's going to open up something. And to me, it feels like an opening and a freeing. Once we realize what that is, that's holding us back or making us feel small or not taking that next step. Yeah, it's so subversive, isn't it? You know, it becomes part of our programming mm-hmm. or just our regular programming. And it's it's in the subconscious, right? It's so elusive. Right. 
So because we're only really aware of 20% of what we're doing and the 80% is all automated. So right. when we're having these experiences, when we're feeling triggered, when something happens and make us go, how dare she do that or say mm-hmm. that? I can't believe she wore that. You know, the judgment right. is a lovely f- flag of unhealedness there. When you right. find yourself judging somebody else. Judging, yeah. Okay. Judging yourself or judging yourself. How, yeah. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I did that. I'm so dumb, right? Yeah. Anytime I hear those words from someone's mouth, I'm like, I just want to pause you. Yeah. Your spirit is always listening to you and your spirit mm-hmm. loves you so much. Mm-hmm. And your ego loves you so much. They're mm-hmm. both, they have different parts of you that they're taking care of. And so when you say that you're dumb, who are you actually saying that to? And what voice is that in? right? Is that your mom? Is that your teacher? Or is it you? Because Mm -hmm. that's interesting to just notice that. And I mean, it's hard to see these things without a coach or a therapist or a counselor to mirror them back because there's so much a part of you. So you've said it, you know, awareness is the first step to anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so the more that you can bring that awareness to how you're feeling, and anytime you feel out of alignment with your soul, that's when you feel jealous, angry, scared, fearful, rageful, um, you know, shame, grief, guilt, all of those things, you are out of alignment with your soul and they get to live too. They're okay. They're, they're part of the human experience. They're not bad, right? We like to sort of say, these are good emotions and these are bad emotions. So all emotions Emotions. are important Yes, and they're just information. Yeah. So noticing when that information is coming up for you, I feel guilty. I feel shamed. I feel jealous. What in that experience is making you feel that way? Right. Because we're responsible for the way we feel. And when we say you made me feel, is it no, 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 no. you felt that way, right? There's something inside. Take accountability for your emotions mm-hmm. and start to really become aware of when you feel triggered. You know, I, I've become so aware of that. And one of the gifts I think that this spiritual journey has given me is meditation. Mm-hmm. Because when I sit in meditation, I'm able to listen to my own thoughts, feel what my own energy feels like. And when that is not is turbulent, when it is no longer calm, what tur- turbulence has created what has created that turbulence because it's always within me right Right. i mean of course someone can come up to you and do something to you like physically and invade your space and there's also going to be trauma with that if that's happened to you in your past you definitely need grief counseling and healing for that but this introspective tool is going to be the the best bang for your buck that you can invest in in yourself is just to become more aware of how you're feeling. And then when you get the feeling or when you see, oh, I'm, I I can't believe this girl has this thing or, you know, jealousy or, or envy comes up. It's that the root of that is I can't have that. Mm-hmm. That's why we have jealousy and envy, right? Is right. that you feel like that is outside of my reach. And so why is it outside of your reach? Who told you that? Right. Like, why not for you? Like, why not me? Why can't I have a nice car? Why can't I have a nice clothes? Why can't I? Because Mm -hmm. I don't have the money. Well, why don't I have the money? Where's that money story? And you go down a journey of trying to sort of see where the root of this thing is. Mm -hmm. Because when you heal that, everything else will start to open up, right? And it's the root of healing. And I think what we do, you know, as a society is then when we isolate, right? I don't Mm -hmm. want to tell anybody this, you know, don't air your dirty laundry. That's a big one in my culture. Don't tell everybody all your stuff. And the second piece is that we think we can solve all our own problems and do it all ourselves, yeah. right? I'm just going to read more self-help books. Yeah. I'm going to listen to more podcasts. I'm going to take yeah. all the classes. And when you're in real time, you know, things are happening to you. All of the things that you read are just gone, right? It's yeah. the difference between reading a book on how to swim and jumping in the ocean and actually learning how to swim. Yes. Right? The absolutely. Difference between the two. 
So you can read all the books, you can listen to all the podcasts, but until you're in it and you're someone is helping you move through it, it's so hard. It is so hard for you to see it in yourself because it's so much part of, well, that's just the way it is, right? When I said to a client the other day, you haven't been grieving the loss of your pets. And she's like, I mean, I mean, I just, what? Yeah. And she didn't realize it. She just kept buying more and more pets. As soon as they died, she'd go buy another pet. Oh and gosh. she just, then, then the griefs just compounded, compounded each time yeah. they passed away. Yeah. And it was so interesting because they all passed away from the same thing. And they, she all came to really? her in the same way. It oh, is wild, right? Wow. We will continue to recreate yes. our patterns that are unhealed until we heal them. That is yeah. part of our soul's evolution. Right. You can't to learn the lesson, the right? Next, right. You can't right. get to the next checkpoint until you get to this checkpoint. Right. And you can't get to this checkpoint until you say, yes, I'm going to stand on the stage. And if I stand right. on the stage now and I'm calling in all my aligned clients, that's a checkpoint. And now you get to this next stage where I'm calling in these amazing clients mm-hmm. that are at these higher levels of being that I'm like, I can actually serve these people because I have something of value to offer yes. them. And now yes. you start to create more and more for the helpers who are helping everybody mm-hmm. and you're amplifying, right? So it's like one leads to the next leads to the next. Yes. So if you don't know what makes you happy, the next step is to find out what makes you happy. Yeah. Absolutely. Go enjoy, enjoy and try things and then do even feel worthy of happiness. Mm-hmm. Because if you feel, especially when you're in grief or you feel like you're not worthy of happiness because it's an allegiance to yeah. the sadness, allegiance to someone that's passed away, allegiance to an old life. Right. And when I feel happy, then it'll mean that I moved past this and right. I don't want anyone to think that I'm not a good person. You know, it's right. so subversive how mm-hmm. the mind can work to try to play these games on you to stay still, safe. to stay in the yes. past. Yeah, to yeah. stay safe yeah. in the past. And what we want, what everyone is listening on here, I just got this download, everyone listening, everyone watching, what they want is on the other side of their healing. And they mm-hmm. can't move forward until they understand what is holding them back from that. Absolutely. So the introspection is so important. I think that's the first step. And then yeah. if they can learn how to meditate, you can, you know, there's wonderful apps, Inside Timer, Calm. Yes. There's yeah. so many ones you can choose that are guided, that have music. Yeah. And all you have to do, you only have one job, is to put in your earphones or your earbuds or earphones, whatever they call them now. Yeah. And, I say those wrong all the time. Too. I know, all the time. My kids are always, yeah. Um, and just put them in and just close your eyes and listen. That's all you've got to do is just listen. Listen, mm-hmm. to just listen. If you think like, I need to give my mind something to do. Yeah, my mind has just got to listen. This is our job. And if you still have a hard time managing the thoughts that are coming up, we're not trying to minimize them or, right. or make them stop. That's not right. meditation. Mm-hmm. It's that we're putting our attention to something else. So thoughts are still going to be there, like clouds mm-hmm. in the sky. They're just yeah. going to come and go. And if you ever want to stop your thoughts, you want to ask yourself, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Mm. I want everyone to do that right now. Ask yourself, I wonder what my next thought is going to be. Nothing. Oh, right? That's crazy. Your brain's like waiting. It's I've like, never heard that before. That's yeah. perfect. That's, That's incredible. Yeah. I wonder what my next thought is going to be. So being waiting. quiet, listening within and starting to become aware of the sensations, as you said, in your body, being mm-hmm. back in your body. Because if you're an overthinker, you are comfortable in your head, not in your body. And you were taught at a young age that being in your body feels unsafe. So I'm going to be in my head and I'm going to think of all the scenarios and situations that I can be in. So that way, when it happens, I'll be safe. Right. Right. 
Yes. So instead of being in a healing, very healing thing is to be in your body, to be in your intuition, to listen to how you're feeling Mm -hmm. and to come out of your head and to know, to trust yourself that you will be okay. You'll be okay in everything that has ever happened. You will be okay because Mm -hmm. you have been look at your track record. You're a hundred percent of the time you have made it out. Yes. Alive. Very true. <laughs> right. Very true. So that track record yes. alone will tell your brain, okay, you know what? It is safe to trust myself. That's and the right. more ways that you do little things that help you trust yourself and listen to your body, you can even in the morning, this is a spiritual thing that we do is you can ask your body, what, what does it want to wear today? What color does it want to wear? You can even mm-hmm. hold up sweaters and put it to your heart and say, does this feel good to me? And you can, you'll pick. That's how I pick how I, what, what I'm going to wear. Every really? Day. Okay. Yeah. Your okay. body will tell you and you start to trust yourself and your body by doing these little, little micro things throughout the day. Like even asking, what do you want to eat today? What feels mm-hmm. good to you? Because mm-hmm. even I bet you half the things you eat, you make your body sick right? Probably, like, yeah, I, yeah. And so yeah. your poor body's like, just give me a vegetable. Please <laughs> exactly. yeah. If we vegetable. listened, if we listened, <laughs> right? yes, your body will take care of you. That's its number one job is to keep you alive. It will heal itself if yeah. you allow it. Amazing. Right. And your brain's number one job is to keep your body safe. safe so right. it will always do things to always keep you safe. So anything right. that is not safe, that is unknown, that is in the future, it will pick, it will pick the opposite. Right. And then you have the last intelligence that's available to you is your spirit. Yes. And that spirit animates the entire body. It is the energy that flows through every living cell of your body. And that spirit has your roadmap for your future. It is mm-hmm. all knowing. It is ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. It will tell you what you need to know, what your next step is if you are able to listen to it. You listen. So getting quiet. Getting it's quiet. The way, it's the first step of intuition development, really. Right. And okay. we do a meditation in every class that I teach intuition in because mm-hmm. it allows you to just, you're just listening to my voice. That's it. It's a guided meditation. You meet your spirit guides. You learn about your chakras. You hear your, your own feeling and your body, how you're feeling in this moment. You yeah. come within. And sometimes that can be really scary because mm-hmm. if you've taught that your body's not a safe place, this is intuition development work is healing work for you. It's yeah. definitely your next step. And and everything, yeah, everything starts with the healing, right? right. Everything starts with the healing. And there and there's there's not one of us who doesn't have something to right. heal. If you're right. in human like, form, you came here to heal stuff. You, you came, came here to here. experience the contrast yeah. so you can find the clarity and, and right. go in the direction of your dreams. Right. So what would you say to somebody that um because I, I've had that said to me, it's like, well then you're asking me to just go look for something. It's like, oh, well, interesting. No. If you feel great, don't like. Yeah, you don't, don't need to go look for it. Oh, that's it's an just, interesting if you're statement. Going to the to want to go to the next level, mm-hmm. or I mean, there's something. Yeah, or you wouldn't be here. What is it yeah. that you're searching for? What is the it? Is, there may be something. The nudges know. in your spirit will always lie, lead the way. Yeah. So if you're truly happy and truly, you know, yeah. everything is wonderful, and I'm in this great place in my life, that's great. These yes. people never find me then. <laughs> Because they've come and find me when they're having the hardest time. They're in transitions. They're moving up in their life in some way. So we will all have, you know, life is like this and so are the seasons. That's why I love astrology because we can start to see how these these cycles happen in our life. And so are the seasons, right? We, We grow and expand and then we rest. And then we grow and we expand and we rest, or we might even have a contraction phase mm. and then we rest. So it's, you're not in continuous growth. You can't, right? right? Flowers yeah. aren't continually blooming and blooming and blooming and yes. blooming, right? Yes. We come through this cycle of growth, you know, birth, 
you know, death, you know, quiet hibernation and then growth and birth and, you know, so it's like this constant renewal and then constant shedding that is going on in these cycles. We are not meant to constantly be doing and growing and expanding. So in that place that that person that said, what, you want me to go find something? I was like, you're Mm -hmm. probably in a season of summer. That's great. Enjoy your season of summer. Yes, beautiful. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And when you go through your rebirth and you're back Mm -hmm. into winter and coming into your springtime and you're like, what now for me? Mm -hmm. At that point in time, this will all make sense. But at this point in time, enjoy your summer. Exactly. Oh, I love that. And I I love how you described that with the, we're not always, a flower isn't blooming and blooming and blooming blooming all the time. And, and I think when you start down this path, sometimes you feel that way, like, because you're, you're just learning so much and it's so exciting and oh my God, and then it's scary. And then, so the phases of it, I like how you, you worded that because that makes sense. It's almost like you're giving yourself permission to just take a break from it too, right? I think in the spiritual world. Yeah. Healing, healing, healing can become yeah. an addiction itself, yes. itself right? And That's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, the yeah. self-help and books and the, all that, that. That becomes something that we, I believe, that we get addicted to. That's right. And, I can be happy. And, and some of the walks that I go on, I've stopped putting my headphones yes. in because I'm like, I'm filling myself with something every second of the day because I feel yes. like I should be learning something. So now yes. it's just that that peaceful walk where I'm actually paying attention to what's around me rather than what's in my ears. So there's room for everything, right? And there's room to just not do anything. Yes. And every season, you will have seasons in your life and just flowing with those seasons. So you're exactly, I love that when people are like, oh, I I do a vision board workshop every year. And last year I did one for the Mayo Clinic um, in Mount Sinai Hospital in New York, where we did uh, three sessions for women who were going through gynecological cancer. And it was fantastic. It was one of the best experiences of my life because as I got to lead these women through this journey of visioning and manifesting a life that they desire. Wow. One of the ladies was like, she tell I'm having a problem. And I was like, oh, you know, tell me what's what's going on for you. And she said, I don't want to manifest anything. I was like, okay, tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. Is everything working out great? Like, are you on the other yeah. side of your journey with cancer? And she goes, I am. And I'm so grateful. I just got a clean bill of health. And I am just wanting to be in this moment with my oh, grandchildren and yes. joyous. And I said, so then put that on your board. Yes. Right. Put that, put the gratitude for everything yes. that you have in your life on your board as a symbol and a memory and a reminder that life is good because no one has a year that everything is good. Right. Right. No one, right. everything, there's going to be times when your car breaks down or somebody needs some or somebody breaks a bone, yeah. whatever it is. Yes. And in those moments, I want your board to remind you of all the things that are good in your life. And this yes. is a great time to make this board for you. Yes. So you can make a gratitude board as opposed to a manifesting board. I love that. He loved it. And yeah, I love so, that. It's so good, right? Because like we're all we're, in different, yeah, we're all in different phases. places. Yes. 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 Different seasons. Of I life. love that. Well, I'm, I'm signing up for your vision board oh. now that, that I'm sorry the date changed for you because of those circumstances, but now I can. Yeah, and I want to share that actually with the audience since you brought that up as well is yes. that um, I always try to be very mindful in the way the dates that I set for things, especially mm-hmm. being an astrologer and an intuitive. And so I purposely put it on the 20th of January because it was um, Pluto is entering Aquarius on that day and it's the sun is entering Aquarius. So it's a wonderful time of like massive 
growth and change and upheaval. And, and it's a good thing. It's a great time to manifest. Yep. And uh, a dear friend passed away suddenly over Christmas, actually right at the beginning of the year and on actually the 1st of January. And I thought that's so interesting. Number one, it was somebody that was very pivotal in my growing up in mm-hmm. my 20s. He's an amazing man that held so many, so much space for so many people to come through. And the the funeral was was dated the 20th of January. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, you know what? I have 40 well, some people signed up for this vision board workshop. I I'm in, I, Am I out of integrity to change the date so that I can attend this, you know, funeral and all my friends are going to be there for my twenties. And like, it's going to be an amazing reunion. And I want to play, pay tribute to this wonderful man and his family. Um, I'm very close with a few of his family as well. And so I, I kind of was talking it over with my husband. And as I was talking it out with him, I just, I got a text message from um, this man's daughter asking me to speak at the funeral. And I'm like, well, then it, it's settled. Like I'm yeah. going. Right? Done. And, Absolutely. and will I look back on this and regret that I <clears throat> didn't go to the funeral or will I regret that I moved Changed. the vision board workshop. Right. Right. <laughs> and I was like, when you say it like that, I'm like, yeah. I'll regret going to the funeral every time. Absolutely. I'll never get that back. And anyone right. who has a problem with the re- reschedule, I'll just send them a replay then. And, and it, or if they want their money back, then they want their money back. Right. And that's fine with me. But right. in the grand scheme of things, this yep. funeral is, is so important. Yeah. And anyone who's in alignment with me will understand that. Absolutely. Too. Right? Absolutely. Yes. So it was, it was, and a, I don't think there's anybody yeah. that's going to be upset. That you changed the date. And if they did, it's not my problem. Yes. <laughs> it's that's not my right. problem in that, you know, what, they can, right. they'll get their money back and they can move to that's another, right. you know, a vision board workshop from someone else. Yes. And really it's actually in the best alignment for me because they're out of frequency or right. out of resonance with what's yes. important, which is family. Absolutely. And there, yeah. there, there's a lot of reasons that things happen as they do. Right. So yeah. that may have been one of them. Um, true. So how that's can true. people, um, find you and I'm putting this out very quickly. So hopefully, okay. uh, so it'll be out before your vision board. Oh, amazing. Uh, workshop. Okay. Yes. Yes. So I want, want I, to... I, my team, my team, my, my, my amazing, I couldn't do any of this without her. Tracy is going to get this out nice and quick so that, um, love that. everybody can access that. So yeah, I love yeah. that. I think if you want to create a vision board workshop for me, um, the best way to find me is through, um, Instagram. Actually, everything is on my Instagram, um, page. So you can actually click on anything yeah. or, um, you can go to my website, shetellstory.com. Okay. Um, or if you want just send me an email or a dm and i will send you the link to sign up for the vision board workshop i do readings but i do book out quite a ways i'm booking into april uh and may right now for my readings and sessions i, I think you got you got a like a date in may or I, did. I just got it i'm like may i think it's may 9th i'm like yeah, i'm just like i'm just booking it right now just but i know it's it's, <laughs> it's wild that because my my scheduling goes 120 days out so each week it'll open a new and oh, that those time right. slots go like yes. i can't I, I don't may. Okay. I'll see you in May, you know, yeah. but it's been, it's been wild. It's hard to get into my schedule. So yes, um, no, as soon as I saw that, that was, I just <laughs> grabbed it, but I mean, it's yeah, look, for you. look what you're doing. This is, I mean, you're, people are, are booking in because that's the impact that you're making. 
So I true, just, and I'm so grateful. I love that. And, 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 um, and, yeah. And the new people coming in, they have a hard time then to, you know, work with me. So the best ways to do that is to follow my Instagram. I will share so much stuff. I do yes. free challenges once a quarter. I have yeah. a vision board workshop coming up. I have the astrology for 2024 coming up as well. Uh, if you yes. want to know more about the, the patterns and what's happening, I also have a membership that you, I help you to increase your intuition and manifestation skills. Yep. And then I'm teaching intuition 101 in February. So I have a class going in February oh, to learn how to do that. I know good. lots, lots of ways to enter my world if that's I'm something to, you desire. I'm going to sign up for that one too. You're going to, you're going to be seeing a lot of me. Oh, I hope so. I love it. You're amazing, and I'm that's so grateful amazing. that our worlds have come together, and I've gotten to to meet you, and I get to walk with you this year yes. uh, as well. It's been that's that's been a lovely gift of it's, all of this too. So yeah. thank you for I, finding me, Carrie. I trusted that nudge, and I'm very glad that I went. I went with it. So I'm thrilled. So I will put all those in the show notes so that people can find you. And I, um, yeah, I just want to honor you for what you do and um, how inspiring you are. And I love that the ripple that you're creating in this world and making it a better place for Thank all you. of us. So I love that you followed your passion. And- I want to say thank you for amplifying amazing voices. And I want to invite everyone who's listening and everyone who's watching to go and review this amazing podcast, because the more you review and put a, a you know, put on the five-star review, because girl, Carrie's got it, right? <laughs> and all of the reviews that the, you put on there, you number one, you amplify it on podcasts, wherever the podcast you found this. Yeah. It also then tells people who are like you that this podcast is for them. So you become a beacon with your review to bring in more people who need Carrie's magic and medicine and all the people she brings into her world. So if you want to give something that you just care so much about people and Carrie and this podcast, go and please put a review because that is going to help this message get to more and more people who need it. So amazing. Thank you. Thank you you for that. Because I do forget to, to share that with people, but we do want to get these messages out as far and wide as we can, because there's, there's people looking for help for, yes. Yeah. For help. Yes. And just to know that they're not alone and there's something out there that might just give them that little piece they needed or the nudge to follow it. So that's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. And I will um, see everybody in the next episode. So thank you for being here and thank you for listening. And yeah, go and write the review if you feel the um, feel the nudge to do that. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Sheetal. Thank you.